Because I said, DJ, you're 22. You buy just turn just turn twenty three. Happy birthday, yeah, DJ! Happy birthday to happy DJ, birthday. by the way. Happy birthday, brother! He's twenty three. He's in Miami, living it up right nice. now. Oh goodness! Uh, yeah, he's yeah yeah. Ooh, <laughs> buddy. A good time. Yeah, good time. Nice town. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Scenery's great. They got a lot of nice girls. Down there. Yeah, yeah, they got a lot of nice girls down there. <laughs> We're back, ladies and gentlemen, Steak and Sauce family. This is episode 17. I am Antonio Claiborne, one half of the dynamic duo. You already know who the other man is. You already know what time it is. The baddest podcast in the land, Steak and Sauce podcast. If you don't know, you should because your baby mama does. <laughs> we are glad to be back here for another great episode. And we got some great people here today. To my right, we have, you've seen him on here before, the most interesting man in the world, Mr. Boss Doss. Yes, and across the table from me, we have the outstanding the dopest agent in the area for real estate. Know. You already know. We got Mr. Scott Bunn. Let's give a hand for both of these guys. Appreciate you having me on, brother. Yeah. Thank How y'all doing? Really good. Really good. Gary? So, I'm fine, son. Dad? <laughs> we had to have you back because today we are not only bringing awareness, but we are celebrating a big milestone in Scott's life, a decision that he just made, and uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into it for a second, but... First off, we want to continue to support Weston at Carmack.media on Instagram. Please reach out to him. He's got some great work, and he can definitely answer questions. We get a lot of questions about this show, about our platform, how we're doing certain things, and he can definitely answer those. Continue to support Scott, Scott Bunn, and uh, we have some different things coming up as far as your show, and we'll get into that in a minute, and we want to continue to support that. Also, put that burger down. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification button. Subscribe to Steak and Sauce Podcast if you haven't already. I don't know why you haven't. That should have been the first thing you did this morning if you haven't. <laughs> We've had a great week. How's everybody doing? Oh, dandy. Recharged, motivated. It's, uh, you know... It's a new world out here for me. Back to zero. Back to zero. So kind of like back to the basics. Back to square one. Back to brand new. You see all them trophies on the thing? Yeah. Means nothing now. Just box them up and put them in storage. Put them mm. in storage, right? We got we to gotta reset. Start all over. Start bro. all over. Hey, and the thing about I like that, the reason I like that is because um, you always talk about digging deeper, finding a new avenue, going into something new and not being afraid to do that. So I like that as well. Tonio, how's your week been? It's been great, man. Good. How's work going? Always good. Always good. Busy, busy. Busy. You're right. Kids ready for Christmas? I guess so. I'm not. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not either because uh, we when we had Mackenzie, his daughter, on for the Halloween episode, she was talking about all the things she was going to circle awesome. for me to get for Christmas. And ugh, the way my checking and savings is looking, you know, we might be able to get them something. No, yeah. but no, I'm glad they're doing good. How's Max doing? He's doing good. Good, good. Weston, how's school going? How's everything going? Okay, all right. I understand. Yeah, that's good. Dad. All right, still working on this artificial knee I got put in. Let's talk about that for two yeah, seconds, can we? Yeah, it's fabulous. So, <laughs> recently, Dad had a knee replacement, mm. and I will be honest, I'm not saying that just because he's here. I saw very minimal swelling, right, Dad, right. after it was in? It was a little bit. A little bit, but not much. Not much. It seems like your body was accepting the new hardware, 
right? Because right. that's one of the that's one of the uh, the things that people worry about when they have surgery is if their body's going to accept the new hardware or reject it. Well, but it's, it's titanium and it took it like a charm. Took so, like a charm, you so know, you, and uh, it's already better than the. <laughs> You know, I'd suffered with the original equipment for about three years, and right. it just kept getting to the point where it's just bone on bone. Bone on I bone. Mean, this so, thing's great. Yeah. So. I'm glad that uh, you're recovering well, and uh, you're doing physical therapy. All those things are going good. Well, this thing's going good. Yeah, good. I've already cut back the physical therapy, so. Good. You're a you stud. Know, You'll be- I got to go I gotta go to the dock and get my release, you know. Right. <laughs> You'll be back here line dancing in no time. Oh, you? yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm still a disco man. Right. Yeah. Before your yeah, days. Yeah, before my days. That's good. So, right quick, what we always do is uh, I see some funny things throughout the week. Scott and Gary, uh, we want to run some of those videos, and we got you guys with the headsets, and we want to get your guys' organic reaction to these, and then you tell me what you guys think, okay? Wesson, can we run some of those? You ever watch a stupid movie late at night, hoping you're gonna get better, don't get better, but you keep watching it anyway? Because the other night, the other night, I wish I knew what he was saying. I've been in a movie called Fright Night, Freak Night, or sometimes tonight, but it's about vampires. I don't know if you know vampires. He doesn't even know what he's saying. Let me tell you something that I found out. Telling you, so thinks he's running touchdowns. I never knew that, so I didn't want to be a vampire anymore. I wanted to be a werewolf. Mr. Walker has been talking about issues. That are of great importance to You know it's bad if the former president is like getting on the cage. Like whether it's better to be a vampire or a werewolf. <laughs> so basically, Herschel <laughs> Walker's getting up here and talking about he was watching a terrible movie one night. And he said he continued to watch it. And he said, did y'all know that, uh, you know, vampires, they cool people, aren't they? <laughs> As if they cool people, you know, yeah. they're, they're real people. Everybody in the crowd's kind of like, you know. And then he said, did y'all know werewolves can be vampires? <laughs> now, I don't know what you're supposed to say on the podium like that, but I'm pretty sure that people did not want to hear about <laughs> his opinion on werewolves versus vampires. This is the United States Senate yeah. that he's running for. He's and running for a seat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole thing. I'd rather put Scott in that seat <laughs> than to put him in there. I don't think that his team, his PR, whoever it is, they need to sit down with him and say, listen, we had a script. We told you what to say. You need to stick to it, right? Yeah. No more of this late night talking about vampires. They and don't care like. what he say. They Clearly. just have him up there for a face. That's all he is. Clearly. Scott, please. I, so, number one. Uh, I'm gonna look at your CNN tag over here oh. and say, and say CNN, you're getting a clip of something. You're getting a clip of something that's an hour long. You got a soundbite. You got a soundbite there. Right. I didn't even really get the whole soundbite. Right. You know, but uh, you know what's on the line here for me is control and policy of the United States Senate. Yeah. So right. Herschel Walker versus the competition with the policy that he's gonna be plugged into. Yeah. I've, I got to go his way, even if he does look like a moron. His way. Unless, unless CNN keeps making him looking like a moron and people keep, people keep falling for it, knowing what policies bring bringing to the table, he could, he could say some crazy stuff up there. As long as I know he's voting in a certain way that's going to make American lives better, I'm going to go that way. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. What yeah. I think is uh, 
I know everybody here is familiar with the shows, Big Brother, mm-hmm. all these, you know, the Truman Show. This is just another episode of that. <laughs> I'm waiting for his head to open up and the alien be working <laughs> two toggle sticks or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm waiting yeah, on, yeah, you know, yeah. because this is this is ridiculous. They got him up there dancing for free food. He doesn't know where he's at. He's not on topic. Like, it's an embarrassment. I wouldn't do it. I say all the time. There are meetings that we will never be a part of where things are being decided. Did he have to, did he have to pull out? Did he have to pull out the I watch Twilight uh, story on the podium? He didn't have to pull out a while. He didn't have to pull out I watch Twilight the other night story on the <laughs> fucking podium. Right, so like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, come on yeah, now, yeah. like like have a little bit better and more entertaining type story. Right, yeah, well, at least the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. He could have watched our episode. Dad talked about space or something. Instead of getting up there, you know, talk about talk about what people care about, like your time playing football. You know, like related to something that people are interested in. Right. You know, instead of this crazy off the wall story that nobody cares about that just going to get you ridicule. I mean, I try to try to avoid the embarrassment. Um, and you're pretty much just going to walk in there if you can just not look like an idiot. He has an know? endorsement with McDonald's, and the whole reason he gets up there is because he gets free chicken nuggets after he <laughs> performs, and he gets up there like this. That's the whole reason. <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's an ad for how good the Alabama linebackers are. Myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It could, definitely could be. There's deeper levels to this for sure. True. Let's get into the next one. This is me when I go pick up my daughter, you know, in a, you know. <laughs> You're supposed to be there like, come on now, you know, get off the dance floor. And I know I'm going to start dancing because they're going to play something good, you know. So I thought this was pretty funny. Like, this will be, this will be me in some form or fashion for sure. You know, you come in, see your kids. Hey, you, let's go. It's time to go. And you know the kid, no, 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 let's get to you know five more minutes. No, let's go. I'm gonna start dancing. Yep. I'm looking at the teachers for sure. <laughs> you know, that's just me though. Them teachers are different now. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they Tony? <laughs> just can't help itself. I'm not letting my daughter dance in their damn songs like that. Uh, you're not letting what? No. What are you going to do? You going to go in there and check the DJ? <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, but she's going to be the, in you're there. You're going to be the parental chaperone <laughs> your daughter's whole life? Yeah. 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 I They're will like, be. Is that your dad over there in all blue? Like, yeah, that's You got him. to these days. Like, you do. You do because... It's creepers everywhere. It so. is creepers everywhere. And, and kids kids are consistently evolving, right? Yeah. The culture, things that they're exposed to. I just saw in the news that there were over 10 high school students. I'm sure you saw that, too, out in California that uh, all uh, potential overdose. Mm. And, uh, you know, things like that happen in school. Yeah. So, like, it, you know, it's different. Let's run the next one. Now, Gary, I, Dad, I saw this, <laughs> right? <laughs> I saw this, and I said, you know what? If Dad, if we can take a time capsule of a point in your life when I wasn't around, <laughs> you at a resort. He's wrong. Clearly, <laughs> see this going down. Jesus Christ. Now, I want to get to this level of my life of no fucks given, right? And this is that ultimate level right here i'm trying to tell you what do you say rip it what do you say ripping 
<laughs> I can just uh, goals of what to never look like. Goals <laughs> of what to never look like. This man is probably a billionaire, and he probably <clears throat> he lives there. Look at him. I don't know how old this guy is. I hope his company gets a I hope he's at least 70. Right. Please, please at least. Let him be hey, 70. Right. He said, hey, that. Right. Let's don't talk about the <laughs> Let's run the next one. And that'd be acceptable behavior for a 70 no, year old. I, I had all. Oh, no, yeah, I did no. see this. This is really interesting. Ever had a Mickey Mouse cup? You have a cup that has stuff written on the inside. A Mickey Mouse cup Perfect specifically has Mickey written on yeah. the inside. And I never knew that when you're drinking liquid, Mickey spelled upside down. Well, I knew a whole bunch of Disney of stuff. I think it shows where he was like, says, he's about to hump cheese where he was making holes. He was putting holes in that Swiss cheese. I thought of you when he did. No, I don't think it's going to show you on this one, but yeah, it's one where he's. You can actually. Here it is. Yeah, putting his wee wee in it. No, ladies and gentlemen, I would never do something like this. This is a real cartoon that's Oh, yeah. That they, that they aired. Hey, he's oh, putting yeah. the daggone holes in the cheese. <laughs> Look. Yeah. Area. Tearing that cheese up. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. And they did this, and, you know, subliminally, like these kids, I mean, they don't even know what they're looking at. You know, but they run stuff. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Look at the look at the uh, the parrot in the background. <laughs> what type of pay rate they gonna pay you to put holes in cheese? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be looking for that wicked. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean that, that's something. I'm gonna be looking for that. Yeah. If I, I mean I don't drink any coffee, but next time I see a cup like that, I'm gonna be looking for. Look that. at the reflection, Tony. How many how many blocks of cheese could you go through before you need a break? How many blocks of cheese do you think that you can go through before you need a break? Oh wow! Oh, a while? I give you about three blocks. Yeah, you'll be sweating. Yeah, you already know. He's talking about one of them big rolls like you get at the grocery store. All right, let's run the next one. Now this was very interesting, and I brought this up, Tonyo, because. This is kind of scary to me that they can be able to do this. Oh, you know? yeah, they could do that. Yeah. Uh, don't worry if you can't hear what I'm saying. So they produce these, uh, and it's just hydrogen myself. and uh, this is the yeah. hydrogen and uh, oxygen, I think. I think it's hydrogen peroxide, isn't it? And they put these, in, put these artificial clouds mm -hmm. in the air, and within a little bit of time, it will rain over that area. See, the Russians did that when Chernobyl broke down and the cloud was drifting towards Moscow. Uh, the Russians actually did that to cause it to rain on outside of south of Moscow so it would take all that radiation into uh, and, uh, Moscow. That because of where Chernobyl, they had that failed. Yeah, yeah when it wow. broke down. What do you think about that, Scott? I told you. I think that's crazy. That's, that's completely, I saw this and I was like, you know, I like to share this because Obviously, this is not a hoax. I mean, they produced that right there. And um, if they have that type of technology, I mean, what else, you know, what else can we can we do? Or what, what? Feed, it, feed into my globalist uh, <laughs> conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy theory. Yeah. I mean, what else are we See, being subject to? That's a rocket engine on top that's producing all that heat. Right. Thank you. I mean, if they can manipulate this, I mean, look how much that's putting into It'll be like that yeah. episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns blocks out the sun. You know? Yeah. Hey, Simpsons are never wrong. I know. 
They are never wrong. They, they have an episode missed. for all future predictions. Right, yeah. They had Trump on there. They had everybody on there. And everything that they've showed has happened. Is that the last one, Wes? They do have great writers over there. They, I mean, they got... It's like they have time travelers. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> Well, I've got a remedy for Who's this And the problem is you, Santana. <laughs> That's what he said. at the remedy right here. I am the remedy. I am the medicine that Tito Santana needs. I thought in the great nature of us being wrestling fans, uh -huh. the guy in the top hat, he said, let me tell you something. He's talking about a guy. He said, your rice eating all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't think they edited that well before he got up there. Oh, man, it was funny, though. He don't have no front teeth either. I am the medicine that That's hilarious. We'll run the next one. It's worth about 400000 Dad, I thought you'd enjoy this one. I had purchased while I was in the uh, military. So he bought this oyster, you know, 1971 Rolex as Vietnam vet. And uh, got it appraised. a movie called Winning. Those watches are going... For Somewhere north of $400,000 what that watch is worth, Tony. Damn. And uh, when they tell him how much it's worth, watch this. It says, it says <laughs> oyster on it. And this particular model, being going to hold on to it, is extremely, extremely rare. A watch like this at auction is worth Keep about $400,000. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious they told over somewhere north of four hundred thousand. he just fell out oh yeah he yeah. saw that right then and there yeah yeah he yeah. took a hit of one of them tie sticks yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a life changer for sure oh yeah you know, that's crazy is that the last one weston all right so what y'all think about those those are just a few that i pulled together i like to pull different stuff because during the week you have no idea what you're going to see I was really interested in the NASA thing, and I always tell Tonio the only depiction above our Earth's atmosphere that we have is something that's been provided to us because we have not had the ability to go up and see it for ourselves. So we don't know what it looks like, right? That's just one of my things. I know Earth is round, though. Oh, God. We're not going to, you know. We won't. <laughs> I know it's <laughs> round. <laughs> so today, what we want to get into we have Scott Bunn here, and he has recently made a huge decision in his life, uh, professionally, personally, uh, to go from being an agent with Remax 8, and now he is the first agent with real brokerage, right, in the New River Valley. Yeah, I, so, am, I am actually the first real agent. First, you are the first, the first real, real agent, R-E-A-L, real agent, yes. And, you know, honestly, that just rings so great for me. Right. Knowing that this company across the country is picking off all the top producers. They have some people that I really admire that, that was shocked that they had made the change over to this company, given that it's so brand new and... I don't know, man. This, you know, this has been a tough year. 2022 has been, and we've been rocked. 
everybody's been rocked with the government manipulation of interest rates and the economy's just, you know, I have to go out and actually say that the economy's kind of falling apart around us, you know, with everything that's costing triple that what it was and, and, you know, just life's not any better than it was 24 months ago for a lot of people. And, you know, um, buyers, buyers have been stripped with, uh, buyers have uh, been stripped of so much purchasing power, um, just in the last 12 months with the rates almost, I mean, they're over double, you know, like you, yes. know, you, you have ex- perfect experience. You know, you sold a house that you had 3% interest rate on and the last rate you took was in the sixes. Right. So like, well, you know, uh, fives. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just saying, but given, but, no, no, yeah. get, but given, look yeah. at that difference, right? Yeah. Look at what we were dealing with. Uh, dad, when I moved in right beside you guys, yeah, right. Yeah, and, and, yeah. The, and the, and that time, what that looked like, right. That house, if you remember Scott, how much me and you went back and forth, yeah. that house was on the market for a while yeah. because like you said, we got to educate this yeah. person and they didn't want to come down on price because the house needed a lot of updates. I mean, I wanted to get you a couple thousand dollars more. You were like, I'll just take it, uh, just get it done. Right. Uh, and it worked out for you. It worked out. And uh, Scott was like, you know, Derek, uh, a lot of people say when they buy houses that they're going to do some work, that they're going to have things done. And they look up in five years because life happens happens and they did not get to make those uh, upgrades and stuff like that. But I made it a point to, uh, with dad's help <laughs> to get a lot of those things done. And I think that that really helped me out in, you know, in the end, Scott, what was, let's go back for a second. Right. Let's get a timeline going here. When did you feel that you were going to make that switch and what kind of got your wheels turning into looking at making a career move like that yeah honestly i never i never thought that i would leave remax eight i didn't i didn't I mean i was uh i was a hall of famer i was working toward the lifetime achievement award or whatever it is i have a decade with the company 100 million in sales six seven hundred people served like trophies on the wall plaques on the wall i mean i was pretty much remaxed out and and um but i but i'm a I'm a guy that looks into the horizon. I'm, I'm a forecaster. I'm, I'm looking at, uh, what, what value I provide, what value is provided to me. And I just seen that I had no opportunity to do broker things within that company. I, 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 I have to go and venture off on myself, um, to do some of the things that I wanted to achieve. And I wasn't going to get those opportunities as a partner with Remax eight. Okay. I wasn't going to get that opportunity. Um, you know, I'm, I'm huge into building my community, you know, like what I've tried to do with you, what I'm trying to provide to the people that are in my circle that have said yes to me, that love me, that support me. Like I want to, I want to be there for everybody in this company with the revenue, like if I can maintain production levels that I've, I've been able to achieve with Remax, what I'll be able to achieve with this new company is adding more people to my company, providing more community-based things, you know, backpacks for underprivileged school children, Christmas toys, for, like just being able to do more charitable things with my money. You know, like Remax got a portion of my money. I had to just give them because they were Remax. Okay. This, this company is going to take far less of my money, you know, for the company. And honestly, the recruiting efforts that I can do and creating a tribe of agents 
So I can go out now and create a tribe of agents that are my downline. So basically have your own team. I can have my own team. I can recruit worldwide, mm. wherever real is. If I have a, if I have a voice there, if I have influence there, they, they see that and they can be like, well, what's that all about? And then I can kind of show them why I made that change and why it would be smart for them to make that change. Because if I recruit, they recruit, they recruit and they recruit, I get, I get an incentive for all of that. So I've really, I've really created something. I've, re, I've created something that will return for me. Basically that, you're going to be in multiple spots, but you're still going to be at home. Exactly. So I can do everything I want from here and I can go to sleep and still make money. Yeah. You know, that's uh, the goal. Yeah. That's a goal. You've taken yourself I always said in business and all of us here have known some of the business ventures we've had. Everybody here has been a part of what I've done if you could take yourself or Tonio or dad or Scott and multiply yourself by four and put one of you in each city, you could really get some productivity done. Yeah. And now I feel like that's what you've been able to do. Well, that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm really kind of a, I am, I, I believe in myself so much. I believe I've got so much courage that I'm willing to stand out there by myself. Okay. And right now that's what I've done because I'm the only, I'm the only real agent in the area. And I don't think I'm going to be the last real agent in the area because I think this is just a, a no brainer company. If you're looking and care about your own money and care about like having leverage over your life, this company really allows you to become an owner of it. You know, like, and, and I can do that without having the responsibility of going to be a principal broker. A principal broker is the owner of that particular brokerage. So my, my former boss and see, I don't have to say that anymore. I don't have a boss anymore, you know, and, and the people that, um, the people in this area, I don't compete with my broker. You right. know? So, right. So that's a great thing too. I'm, I've kind of like leveled up to the point where I don't really have a, uh, I'm not a subordinate of anybody, you know, I'm, I'm on their level now, you know, and I have all the broker, I have, I have all the advantages of being the broker without having to be a broker. You know, so that's a that's a huge thing too. Let's talk about the the origins of real brokerage for a second. Yeah. And did you know that they were structured in that way? So as you were talking, it kind of reminds me of you know I know it's uh, you know you're putting yourself into a franchise position to be able to market that in this area so that you're the first one. And it'll, it'll, it'll remind you of a multi-level marketing right. system type right. thing. And as far as marketing, that's pretty genius, right? Yeah. Because you're bringing something new to the area. Where are the origins of real brokerage out of? Honestly, I think it's a, a Canadian startup. Canadian startup. Yeah. Okay. That's and what I was researching. Yeah. And uh, it's growing yeah. fast. Oh, yeah. And, you know, obviously, we we just want to go where the money makes sense. You know, we want to go where the opportunities make the most opportunities, you know. So, uh, I don't – it doesn't – you know, the, the leader of the company seems like a fine guy. His model is what I'm – I'm more interested in like the model of me being able to do the things that I want to do and not have to give so much of my money away, um, to, you know, to strip me an opportunity to, you know, supply more payroll to do some of these, to do some of these charitable things, client appreciation, VIP, you know, all these, all these programs that I want to do, all these ideas that I have requires a lot of capital. I mean, I mean, you got to, you, you were sitting around a hundred thousand dollars in five years worth of work right here, you know? So, um, so, so I have an event coming up, you know, uh, 
I've I've done a lot of deals with you. I want to be able to pie some people. No doubt. You know, like if we have, <laughs> if we can get that going, you yeah. know. And you know what? You're not only doing that, but you're bringing over. I bet a lot of people that you've built rapport with over the years, right? Trust what you're doing. So now we have a fresh face. We have a clean slate. We have a fresh start. And sometimes I've been seeing constantly this week, it is okay to restart, refresh, regroup. Right. And it sounds like that's what. Resetting your goals. Yeah. Well, hey, look, I, I'll be completely honest with you. Um, you know, love is uh, taking a little of my attention in the last, you know, 18 months of my life. Right, right. And, um, you know, I'm happy in my relationship uh, with the woman that I'm with right now. And I'm back to being the monster on the sales field. You know, I'm, I'm back to being me, you know, in this business and I'm generating revenue and like, I'm going out. I mean, competition should be worried. I mean, like where, where we are right now <laughs> yeah. and, and the motivation of having to start from zero again, right? This man hungry. They don't want none of that. Right. Like me being, me being hungry in the game again and after it, like on the hunt. Right. Like, uh, I'm excited for that. Like just, just to have that in my life again and like have that deep hunger to like dominate and like just take over. Like real estate really is my octagon. You know, it's, it's my, it's my in the cage beating people in the face situation, you know, and a lot of people don't know how to handle me and, you know, with that, but, um, but I am a teddy bear outside of the octagon and I want to love on all these agents and I want to, you know, I want to make sure that the people that love this, that, that, that understand what this life can be and are courageous enough to go after it. I want to know, I want them to know I'm on their team. I'm on their side, but when we get in the cage, brother, like you're going to get your face beat in, yeah, you know, right. in this business. Like, <laughs> right. so like, uh, that's the competitive nature of this uh, for me. But, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm navigating that. So the relationships I've got to, I got to have people understand who I am. Very competitive, inside the ring but outside the ring like i want to develop my tribe and take care of my people so did this company company search you out or was you sending your resume no i wasn't i I wasn't really looking i wasn't but i was but i was encouraged i you know like i said love had dominated some of my life and my attention was a little bit elsewhere and i was actually encouraged by my previous broker to be looking at making sure that i locked my entry, my own self interest up right. and getting my broker's license and doing some things. And, and I was like, you know what? Like I know what power she wields over my life, you know? And, and so I started looking into it. I started seeing some, some people that were influential to me on Instagram and, and that I've met in person through the Remax network that left Remax to go to this company. And I just started seeing how they've started picking off the top producers and what, what the benefit of early entry into this company will be when they get to 70, 80, a hundred thousand agents and we're all buying into the company and, and their stock goes from $2 a share right now to $50, $100, $150 a share. Just what that's going to mean to my life. If I'm an early adopter and I'm recruiting and my recruits are recruiting and just so many different avenues of opportunity, that's going to equal uh, the life I want. Yeah, I got you. So man. they're a public Company. They're a publicly traded company. Public traded company. That's yeah. what I was about. So yeah. we got the merch. We'll show the merch exactly. right quick. Exactly. Shredded that real. Yes, yeah. sir. So that's another facet because I want to get into for a second 
a lot of people know the matrixes and like the numbers that you'd like to hit when you're with Remax eight. Yeah. You mentioned something and I just want to take a step back for a second. What were some of the pitfalls and hurdles and some of those I experienced with you last year on with the housing market? Some of the things we were seeing, right? So one of the things that we experienced between me and you were um, appraisals, right? Yeah, you had a deal that appraised for like $40,000 less than what we had it contracted for. Right. And so on my side, as a purchaser, that was one thing. But did you experience that with other clients that you had? And how were you able to kind of keep your chin up when, you know, we saw the houses, you would get a glimpse of a house for two seconds. You refresh your screen, contingent, pending, you know, how frustrating was that for you as well, trying to work with, you oh, know. Like I said, 2022 was a bloodbath. I mean, it was a, it was a tough year. You know, we're down, you know, I think at the end of the year, we'll probably inch close to 60 units sold, you know, I'm, I'm usually selling 75, 80 deals. I mean, that's a, that's a big drop in revenue or units. And, and my sales price went from 250 a unit down to maybe 195 a unit. So not only did my unit number goes down, but my sales price went down. So it's, like I said, you know, uh, every deal mattered, every deal counted, you know, and, you know, it's just one of those things. If you don't have your emotions under control in this business, if you don't understand, you know, you know, things fall apart and people are involved and heavy emotions can happen at times. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta be able to maintain all that. You gotta be able to control all that. And you gotta know that you just have to have the belief in yourself that the next one's going to come. Right. You know, and that's it. Dad, you experienced a little bit last year as well. Right. Right. Um, right you had right, a lot right. of real estate and different properties that uh, you and mom decided to go ahead and sell. Right. What were some of the difficulties that, that you found that you ran into I actually uh, I, caught it, bro? I caught it at the top basically so oh, right. I, w I was lucky but then again I foresaw with COVID I foresaw something coming you saw yeah I saw something coming I mean real estate market had been so good for so long and you know being an being an economist major I realized that's not going to happen you know sometimes long. <laughs> everything comes to an end what goes up is going to come down. I always uh, say all the peaks have valleys and all the valleys have peaks. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I remember, you know, I bought my first house back in the 70s. Right. You know, when the interest rates were, you know, 12, 15, 18%. Right. Um, it, it's kind of like we have forgotten with this long period of zero rates, you know, free money, as I've said, we've forgotten that that's not the norm. Hmm. So what we're seeing you know, is not what we're seeing is not what we were seeing for that period of time is not the norm. Uh, that's one of the shockers it took on. You you realize that you know most of the people even in at on Wall Street, you know, a big part of them are young people. They weren't even around in two thousand eight when the market class crashed. Right, right. So yeah. you know, generations have to get exposed that. This has happened before, and it will happen again. Again, right. And when you were going to sell some of your properties, right, I know that some of them were very quick. You had cash oh, offers. Yeah. On I some mean, of them. yeah. I, I mean, it was just it was the market at that time I, was a good time. I mean, it just it was, turnover was incredible. Incredible, right? You know, yeah. 
And then right after that, we saw a little bit of a dip. And now that I'm looking, Scott, some of these houses are sitting, right? Right. Uh, I've seen a lot of houses that have been sitting for a few months. The sellers have adjusted prices. Um, they've done some different things to make it a little bit more marketable, their homes. And, uh, you know, these shifts, it's funny how a few months, uh, how much the market will shift. Scott, what do you think that going into 2023, what do you, what are your predictions that we may see in this upcoming year as far as real estate? I think we're going to be working with the have-tos. The, 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 the want-tos aren't going to see any real incentive to, to unload their three and a half percent interest rate to go get a seven and a half percent interest rate. They got to have a really, really hot need to make a transfer from where they are to where they're going to be going. They got, they got to be relocating for work. They got to have some convenience. They got to, they got to be really um, dedicated to making their life a certain way or they're just going to stay where they are. Because if, if you just wanted to make a move, it doesn't make practical sense to do so. You know, moving from the rental market, if you're a renter, moving into buying a home is probably always going to be the better move, no matter what your situation is, because you're just going to get into there. You're going to get your, you're going to get your financials. You're going to keep your financials in order. You're going to let the rates drop. You're going to refinance into the better rate when it comes back. Right. So like, doing Earl. So, right. so, <laughs> so re- really, you know, you're paying a hundred percent interest. You know, if you're throwing away $12,000 a year on a $900, 10, you know, thousand dollar, $1,000 a month payments, $12,000 a year. So if you're throwing $12,000 away, uh, in rent, it's it's going to be so much better to roll that into something that is yours that you're just trading pockets with, other than just feeding the vacation funds of your landlord. Right. You know, so like I'm always going to be a proponent that if you're a qualifying candidate and you're renting, you got to get out of that rental market into the homeownership situation. If you are stable in your life and you know this is where you're going to be for for a while, you know. Like, and those are one of the proponents that I've learned since I've been talking to you is if you're in a position where we, it makes sense and we're qualified, if we can hold this property for three or four years, market pending, we may be able to come out in a green situation, right? And no other place have I seen that in my personal life happen than with real estate. Exactly. Maybe, Scott, I've just been lucky in the situations that I've been in and the times that I've bought and sold. You have been very unfortunate because you've done most of your trading in, in from 2018 right. on. Right. Now, if you try, try to trade that townhouse you just bought, you might have a little bit def, dif, different situation, but right. you should be there and hold that one for a oh, little I'm going to hold it for, the, I consider this the, uh, the uh, as dad calls it, the start of the portfolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the reason I say that is because when we did the first deal in Charlotte, I really and, and and we never know how things are going to go. Hindsight is twenty twenty. That house sold for one seventy two. I looked on the internet the other day. It's about three forty now. Damn. Yeah, but that Charlotte's you're talking about Charlotte Charlotte versus Southwest Virginia. Southwest Virginia. Yeah. It's, it's a, a different be, story. It is a different story, Dad. You're right. Location, 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 location. And I thought that when I was looking, I was like. You know, Charlotte might not be, it might be pretty expensive. There are areas there, but as far as, and I think that is, 
you have supply and demand come into that effect. Charlotte has thousands of homes for sale, so they can kind of median out some of those prices as opposed to the houses we looked at in Christiansburg. Eight other families are looking at the house while I am, and you know, for square footage wise and, 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 and price per square foot, it was outrageous. So it made more sense for me to go that Charlotte route. Had I been a little bit more, and this is something I'm learning in my life, a little bit more patient, but I think that my life was steering me in a direction. A lot of things happened in that year that I needed to be in this area for. I but think you stand, you still came on top on that, didn't you? Oh, I mean, oh, I did time. Go, big yeah. time. Yeah. We so, did. so, so realistically the growth that you missed there, you actually picked up in Dublin cause you right. got in and that growth still happened for you because you were still in the market, right? You didn't take your money and, and put it in the bank and cash out and just hold on to it. Like you, you got back into the market, you rode that wave. You're still in the market. You never really, you never put yourself in a position to waste a dollar on your housing needs. And that's great. Uh, some people, some people cannot ever wrap their mind and make a commitment. At least you've made commitments in your life to be like, this is where I'm going to be for this time. When I'm done, this is where I'm going to be for this time. Yeah. When I'm done, yeah. this is where I'm going to be for this time where people are going to waffle in their life and say, I don't know what I want to do. I don't, I don't, I don't have direction in my life. I don't, I'm not capable of making these tough decisions for my life. And that stops them from being in the game to make this financial impact in their life. So like I said, if you're a capable person and you've made some decisions and you can timeline your goals out, you don't waste a dollar. Don't waste a dollar on rent. If you're a qualifying candidate, you should be in the market. You know, Warren Buffett made all his money by making fair trades, not really getting in at the bottom or getting in at the top. He just bought when he thought the company was doing right, and he sold when he thought the company was doing wrong. And I think that's that's pretty sound advice. You know, you just get in when you think the price, uh, when you're capable of investing in the company that you believe in, go for it. Yeah. And I think that uh, he also did not do speculating buying and stuff. He 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 bought actually hard industrial stuff that that he knew was going to be needed. Mm. And um, I think that you made a you made an excellent point just now. I do have a, a little bit of knowledge more about real estate now than I did, and. I realized that you do have to figure out three major things. One, am I going to be in this particular area for more than three to five years, right? Because it always is going to make sense for a turnaround for the market. And you always talk about the five-year plan. Five-year plan. Uh, I told Tonio, I said, listen, I said, I want to, I shared this with DJ. I said, DJ your way, Yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I've kind of helped groom DJ into some yeah. things. I said, DJ, you're 22, you buy just turn it, just turn 23. Happy birthday, yeah, DJ. Yeah, happy birthday to happy DJ, birthday. by the way. Happy birthday, brother. He's 23. He's in Miami living it up right nice. now. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Woo, <laughs> buddy. A good time. Yeah, good time. Nice town. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scenery's great. They got a lot of nice girls. Down <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got a lot of nice girls down there. Very generous girls. You know? Yeah, about nice, but. Yeah, he's, <laughs> but uh, DJ, uh, he, he's having a good time, and uh, I I had mentioned to DJ, I said, you you are 23 years old. I said, um, I've met people and been blessed with everybody in this room that's coming to my life because I feel like if I'm a good person, I'm putting good stuff out. I'm going to attract the right people, right? And good people have come into my life, and I've learned something from each person in this room, you know? And 
because of that, I'm able to take the knowledge I have and give it to somebody else. So helping DJ kind of walk through this process of owning his first home at 23 years old, I said, brother, you're ahead of the curve. By the time you're 28, look how much equity and market pending that you'll have in this home. You could do whatever you want to with it. Now, if I'd have had a Derek at his age, right, to tell me those things would have been a little bit different. And it goes through generations. My family, most people in my family, we are the a blue collar family. And we are the type of family that, hey, when you buy a home, we hold on to it because that is our safety. That's our structure. That is what you provide for your family. I don't think that we kind of started getting into buying and selling that much until myself, my cousin Ebony, my cousin Whitney, some of the next generations had came along and where we're a little bit less nervous about making making a jump from one house to another. Nothing wrong with buying a house and, and holding on to it forever. Nothing wrong with that. But I think we had to see that, I hate to use the word manipulation, but the market how we could use it to our advantage. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, the five-year plan, like I told Tony, get into a property. If things go well, you make some updates, right? You got to pay somebody to live somewhere. So the way I consider it is you're paying yourself, right? Yep. And like you said, instead of sending uh, this uh, real estate guy that's got all these properties to Miami every year to so smoke cigars, we're going to send ourselves. Yeah. And, and, and then one day you'll be the guy. And, and one day I'll be the guy. That's right? getting the, the mailbox money. Mailbox money yeah. and, and, and smoke cigars and help pay tuition yeah. for people. Yeah. Right? Because that's lake houses and jet skis. Jet skis. And, and look, look at what's <laughs> Girl, when them books do. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we always joke about that, right? But, you know, I, I told DJ, I said, in real estate, a lot of people think that they have to pay off the full balance of whatever is owed to the bank or their lender on their home before they can walk away. And I told him that's not the case. And a lot of people are trapped in, I think, this scare tactic and fear when it comes to that because they haven't been educated on how that works, right? They haven't been educated on on how they can use real estate as an investment tool. Getting back to you saying that you loved the structure and the dynamic and how this new company, Real Brokerage, was structured, what about it was so appealing to you to where, and you always say this, you have to be uncomfortable to be comfortable. So what about this new company structure really captured your eye other than other agents that, you know, you have probably spoken to? Well, like I said, the, uh, the amount of talent that they're pulling from all of the big box stores, you know, big box stores, you know, the Remaxes, the Cobalt Bankers, the Century 21s, like all of the, um, all of the producers, see the value in this company versus us not getting any of the company money, like pouring based on my production, I, you know, four or five years in a row, I paid Remax like 40 grand each year per year, per year. So they get a piece of my business forever and they get a, like a monthly fee from me. So basically you're in a 360 contract. I mean, yeah. I get nothing back in return other than, other than like some support, you know, I get, I get my broker, like, don't get me wrong. My, my previous broker was an angel for me. You know, I am one of the most taken wrong, misunderstood, easily discounted people. Um, you probably ever meet. 
And until until you want to get to know me, until you really give me time uh, to know like how genuine I am, you can you can see me at surface level and think like he's weird or shallow or arrogant or what whatever. Until you really get to kind of know me, um, and she went deep with me, so I really appreciate that. And she loved me on the way out too, you know. So like I can't ever take anything away from that relationship. It was very profitable for her and I. So I'll never, I'll never have anything bad to say about that relationship. Right now, but, but this company gives me an opportunity to get the company money. Like I get some of the company money. Breadstick. I can't get no partnership with Remax that's ever going to give me Remax. I can't get no Uncle Remax money. You know, I can't get none of that money, but I get real money. I get real money all day. We get real money. Yeah. You get real money, and we about to get some real <laughs> money. money. Yes. I like that. Yes. I like so that. So I can get the real money. Yeah. I can get I can get people involved in this company that will help me earn. That you know, I can. Um, it's just another opportunity to build my tribe, to build my community, right. and I can never do that. I was never incentivized to go to work for Remax. I'm incent like Remax worked for me. I paid them. I paid Remax, you know, give me these technologies, give me that balloon, give me that, give me that. But I paid you for that. And I got no opportunity for Uncle Remax money. So, so and I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. What you're telling me kind of reminds me of like, like uh, the first thing I can compare it to is uh, having a franchise like Chick-fil-A. They're going to give you the advertisement. They're going to give you the new boards. They're going to give you the new structure inside of the company. They're going to help you with uh, putting the managers and people in place. Hey, we're running training. a new training. We're you'll running see, a you'll new, see the Super Bowl ad. Super you'll, Bowl ad. We're running a new uh, chicken sandwich during the Super Bowl. You're going to have all the up-to-date things, but at a cost. And, hey, Scott, we'll give you all the chicken in the world, but we might not give you actual peace in the company, mm, right? right? So now – we're in a place where, hey, I'm getting chicken and the fixings, right? Yeah, I can get the chicken and I can have uh, some stock, some 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 holdings. Yeah, don't be scared with that sauce over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give that, yeah. I tell you, hey, uh, just like Future Song, it's too much sauce. I went to Chick Fil A one day. I said, man, this bag is heavy. All I got was some nuggets. It was 22 packets of Polynesian in the bottom of there. Nice. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you. Somebody, when it comes into logistics and they're looking at their costs and stuff, somebody might want to look into that bottom line. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's a lot of salt. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> in management is not doing their job. Somebody not doing They ain't them fries out, are they, Dad? I'm telling you. <laughs> so now you're able to actually have some holdings, some shares. Yeah. And, I'm in, and I'm in early enough where when this thing blows up, because I believe this company is the leader in the space in the next 10 years, when this stock goes from $2 a share and I'm putting 5% of my money on every check into this thing and I'm buying in at every level and every day that I earn, I'm putting in and it goes from 7,000 agents to a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand agents and everybody's doing the same thing and yeah. that stock's $200. I'm out. I think I could be a real agent. Yeah. What do you think, Tony? Yeah. I could definitely be a real agent. I, I'm telling you. I think we got the charisma, the vernacular. We can learn this hey, you stuff. You being in my downline, you are so you're so in there. You bro. know, like, I, yeah. man, I, listen, we're going to talk after this. Yeah. But, you know, you talk about getting in there early, good, you know. Look how good of a salesperson I am. I can take somebody that had no interest in real estate sales, right. get in the pitch, <laughs> and he's like ready to sign up. All he said was chicken, sauce, <laughs> stocks. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm all in. You know? You 
might be able to write this you, off as a business uh, meeting. You, you, you like that. Yeah, I can't get no Remax money. Uncle Remax money. But I get that real money. I get that real money. I like getting real money. Now, I stay low key, but you know I like my scratch. You know? Now, what the goal is, is to get at the level that AC is on. If you do notice, he blesses us with the new fresh outfit every week. I was out and about. What are you talking about? You got a fresh outfit on too. What are you talking about? I was out and about. This is vintage, okay? (laughs) You know, I got a little piece on there. But uh, I'll talk about that hibachi money. All right. You know? That's for the kids. That's for, well, you got to eat too. So, you know, uh, my kids will be picking between breakfast or lunch. (laughs) Which one do you want? You know? You want brunch. Yeah, brunch. (laughs) Your kids pick between, they want steak or shrimp. It's a difference. It's a difference, you know, I'm just saying. But with this company, Scott, you mentioned a few things. I know that you wanted to be involved more in the community. I know you probably had those goals and visions with Remax 8. Was it a little bit harder to kind of structure some of the backpack giveaways and some of the things you wanted to do? Or did you not have, I don't want to say the wrong word, but not permission, but, you know, like when when you're putting a name of a brand onto certain things. Yeah. It seems like you have more uh, creator freedom now, you know? Yeah, I think I will. I think, um, I think, you know, all of that can be looked at as I paid Remax over the last, from 2018 to 2022 from $30,000 to $40,000 a year each year. Quick question. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I just want to know for the people. That's almost 200000 Affetition right here, right? I already knew he had it. He had it. He's a genius. He had it. He had it. I knew he did. What is that allocated to? Is that is that for you to have this sign out front? Is that for you to be represented by the company? What is that? If if you can well, tell yeah, us, I can. There's a portion of it that goes directly to my broker, and then there's a there's a percentage that goes to Remax Corporation that's split with my broker. I'm not sure the percentage, but I know Remax took six percent of my gross earnings for life. Mm. So I don't know the split right. between my broker and uncle Remax, but I do know that 7,200 every year went to Remax. Remax. Uh, like my broker at Remax, like, right. like Remax eight got 7,200 guaranteed for me, you know, every year plus 6% of my gross commission out the door with no chance of getting it back. So it's kind of like, you know, when you bring two people to the table and you're representing me as the buyer and the seller's agent, However, that works out. That percentage is split between you two, right? So you're doing that on my level, and you were doing that at the next level, and I didn't know that. So yeah, so I get that percentage. You get charged, right? And that, and then uh, Remax Eight, Remax Corporation, Uncle Sam, marketing budget, payroll, me. So I mean, to be honest with you, in this business, taking over the world is expensive, and and taking money to the bottom line. In, in any venture, you, any, you know, restaurants, any, anybody running a business, if you can take 30, 25% to the bottom line, you're doing good. That's doing excellent. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much where we yeah. were. We, we were good at, you know, set for this year, I've poured 
all of my money into this year. Like I am, I'm, you know, in a spot where I've got to start, like for the longest time, I wasn't even looking at the bottom line. We was just ripping and running. Hey, and, and I'm telling you, laying by the pool. Hey, I'm telling you, laying by the pool. And numbers come in and you ain't in the right category that you were supposed to be. And I'm telling you right now, uh, Tony O was my night manager. Uh, when I had the business, and uh, he did great. And one day I looked at the bottom line, I said, I'm about to start dancing again. <laughs> so uh, uh, a lot of people could catch me on the weekend in West Virginia. I rode bulls. <laughs> I danced, you know, just yeah. to make – because I'm telling you, you don't realize you're doing enough to meet the logistics needs, to meet your taxes, to take care of your people on payroll. Whatever's being deducted from their check, guess who they're coming after for that? the corporation at the end of the month when you pay taxes, right? Mm -hmm. So all those things, the withholdings, they're coming from somewhere. Right. And guess what? When them taxes hit, they don't care if you got it in there or not. They're taking it. They'll take your check negative. They'll take your account negative 1300 in a minute. Mm -hmm. You know, now it, you're a bank. freeze of, everything else. They'll freeze everything else. Now you're Bank of uh, Wells Fargo flirting with the manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? So really – where I saw the difference in making an impact in my community and making sure my payroll doesn't shudder is the difference between paying real broker $12,000 of my money and no more of my money after that, which is represents about a month and a half of sales for me. Right. I've only got to sell $3 million worth of real estate and I'm doing $3 million of real estate in a bad, in bad times every two months. So I'm selling $3 million of real estate every two months. And that's a bad down year for me. That's a down, that's down times for me. So when I'm doing good, I'm selling 3 million a month. I've sold 3 million a month. That's $90,000 in one month. That's by the pool type money. You know? that's that's mailbox money. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, we're, 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 we're jamming at that, but I've got such a good team that when we're, when that it's automated, when I'm at that capacity, right. You know, you like kind of like, I can just be, I can just be in the house with you. I can be like, Hey Derek, you like it? Like I'm opening doors and that's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. I'm not on the phone. I'm not prospecting. I'm not cold calling. That's like, what I was going to ask where I am about right now. That's where I am right now is I'm back to, I'm back to everything I did to build my business. And honestly, it's exciting. It's right. exciting to you be back the in the trenches. I'm back in the trenches. Right. You know, you got that hunger. Some days I miss it. Like you said, being back in the trenches, me and dad was just talking about this the other yeah. night. Uh, something came up on the TV and these soldiers was running and screaming. I said, man, I don't like being wet and hungry and cold, but some days you miss it. And you had oh, to get yeah. that, you know, yeah. you had because to get part of your life, part yeah. of your life. Yeah. You got to get that fire back. You know? And it seems like you got that fire back in, 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 in your, in your gut. Now. So, so how cool is it? You've been to the top of the mountain. You had to go all the way back down to the bottom and then you get to do it again and you do it again and how, you do it again. Like how proven is that? Oh man, you know? it's proven because a lot of people, a lot of people count you out before you, they even see what you got going on. Uh, nobody, nobody had this for me. Yeah. Right. Nobody, nobody saw this for me. Right. You know, they just, um, shoot, man, I, I tell this story in private, but my mom hit me with the BT bus application back in the day, you know, like, right. like that's, uh, that's how bad it was. That's how b the belief was that I wasn't going to make it, you know, that, that, I, you know, my mom came to me with job applications right? and she wanted me to be a bus driver. And you know yeah. what? I've met your mom before, incredible lady, and I know that that came from a place of love. She's just trying to She's secure, trying to make sure you're she's of security. Course, of course. And because that's a safer bet, right? Because we know, we want to know we're getting paid on the 1st and 15th, and we want to know certain things. You had a different, you're doing something that a lot of people 
will live their entire lives and they probably won't ever get a chance to do. Not because they don't want to. A lot of people get negative feedback from people directly involved in their circle and that will stunt your growth. Because if you have somebody projecting, I don't know if I'd do that. Yeah, what? that's human nature. That's human, you know, that's human nature. You know? That's, a, that's yeah. a parent's nature for the kid is to try to secure them and make sure that they're okay. Right. Yeah. But that also limits the freedom that could come from them actually achieving their goal. And I was so naive and blinded by what I wanted in life that I didn't give, I didn't care what it anybody had to say. I didn't have, it did, it did. People telling me I couldn't do it, I wouldn't do it. And I just put these blinders on and just kept my head down. And uh, I'm going to do it again. We'll do it again. We're going to do it again. Fire. Yeah. You got to keep that. And you have to keep that passion. And uh, man, just God is good. And life takes us on so many different. Our lives were completely different a year ago. Right. I always say don't, don't ever count me out. Because one thing I had to realize is getting back to betting on Derek. Right, best you, way to be. Best way to be. Better right, yourself. Self, self, self awareness and conscience and respect, respect is, right. is all about it. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And and yeah. I had to realize, like Derek, you depended on your two feet to get you here this far. Why can't I depend on myself to continue to push? You did it too. Like I told you before, you could have said the heck with this a long time ago. You could have been a logistics supervisor at Volvo. Right, bro. I don't need. I don't to make a nice life for myself. I don't need this. I don't need the team. I I need to do twenty, thirty five deals, twenty five to thirty five deals a year, depending on the sales volume. Handle all the basics. I could live a nice life, have plenty of money, but I'm out here trying to do it for my community. I'm trying to make an impact. I'm trying to show people from here. You don't have to leave here to achieve big things. You know, influence. Um, you know some sort of uh, example, some shining light for the people of this, of this area, knowing that you can make it from here by, you know, growing up here is not the end of the world. You can make the life that you think you deserve without having to leave the area. We see soon, we see so much of our talent leave the area right. to, to think that they got to, you know, take that somewhere else to achieve the life that they want. And I'm just tired of seeing it. I'm tired of hearing it. There's, there's plenty to do here. It's a great place to raise a family, great place to live a a nice life. And, um, I'm trying to show them that's, that's possible. That's possible. Real quick with this new company, real brokerage. Yeah. Putting your team together, creating leads. What is more inspiring about the technology side of this company the way you'll be able to reach out to people, right? Because I know that's a big part of it, right? And how do you think that real estate is going to be revolutionized uh, even with this company? Because we talked about it. A lot of people were doing sight unseen. A lot of people were purchasing uh, over the computer. A lot. Do you think it's going to get more into that? I think all the technology is built out for actually the customer experience. Okay. I think now it's the it's the agent experience. I think this company is shuttering the old broker model that says the broker is the prize of the, of the thing and everything revolves around them. And, and now it's going to revolve more around the agents. The agents are going to own more of their business. They're gonna have to ship less of their money into the broker's pocket. And, um, and you know, 
there's a lot of incentives out there of brokerages that charge large fees of, well, if you don't sell anything, you don't owe us anything. But I tell you right now, if you don't sell anything, you can't eat. So you're going to need to either sell something or go find a real a quote unquote real job. If you can't cut it, if you're not a productive agent, then you're probably going to need to go find somewhere else to be productive because if you're, if you're going to a brokerage for the incentive of not having to pay them anything, if you're not producing anything, that's the wrong model. Being in for it for the right reason. Yeah. Right. Well, no, you need to, you, you know, you want to produce. You, right. You, you have to, because yeah, yeah they're going to take, a, they're going to take, like you said, the fee, but on the backside of that, you're producing and now you're bringing home some bacon. As soon right. as you're a producer, you cannot, you, if, if you like your money, if you want ownership of your company, if you want to have the maximum opportunities, you're not getting that from the old broker model. You cannot recruit outside of your local market. You're not getting anything to recruit to that company. You're giving them too big of a percentage of your money for not enough return. I mean, there's brokerages out there that aren't worth 1% of your business for life, I mean, it's just not worth it. It's not worth giving your entire business, even 1% of it to somebody for life for the, like, give me a break of paying you at some point. If I'm, if I'm this level of production and I paid you this level of money, stop taking my money. You know, let's pay it all up front, get to a point where we'll tear out. Right. Exactly. Just like most models, right. Like a, a life insurance or something like yeah. that. Right. Or let's reverse it. Let's do more, uh, actual principal than interest type of thing. You know, well, see so, with this, with real, that's the, that's the kicker is once I've, once I've sold $3 million in real estate and I paid them their 12,000 bucks, they stopped taking my money other than a $250 transaction fee. So I go, I go from paying, $40,000 at my top level production with Remax down to maybe 15 to $16,000. So look at the margin, look at that margin over five years. You said 200 K. Yeah. So, so take that margin, put that back in my pocket and look how, you know, look, look, Changes I, your growth I, I'd, be still running, I'd still be running my show. I'd, yeah. you know, I wouldn't have been shuttered to have to unload, you know, my media side of my business. Right. And, and I'd still be running that if over that period of time I had that money, you know? So like, so they just, these old broker models, they get fed for, they get fed too much money from their agents. And now this company's coming through to make it more about the agent taking less of their money and providing just the same amount of service. Really? I mean, you're, you're going to be having somebody look over for compliance, making sure that you're not putting yourself in a liability situation, uh, protecting you, answering your phone calls, answering your questions, being there for support, but it's not brick and mortar and it's not a competitor. So my broker is now not a competitor, which my broker was a competitor. We'd be showing up at the same at the same houses trying to try, fight try over to, the same listings. To, yeah. I want to get it to where I pick up the phone and I'm like, hey, real team, like I'm over here, you know, uh, I'd like to meet you over here, look at this property. Can you bring me a 10 piece when you come? <laughs> and I know that they might facilitate. Dude, if you call me for some food, I'd be, I'd be on the way. You know I'd, door like dash. Might, I'd be your door dash. Door dash. You know, they might facilitate that. I was just thinking in my head. We will get your family into the home of their dreams and make. Oh, dude, I've got so many play on words. Right, you know, like I got, just, I, got yeah. the, I got the real client appreciation. Right, I got the, um, you know, uh, you know the Instagram. You know, we took the picture at the closing. Yes, I got. You know, instead of like. Uh, you know, I kind of track all the, the sales or whatever. It's going to be now real deal number. Like, I'm just going to use that real. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be. Pump it. it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Pump it. Yeah. 
got the real client appreciation event. I mean, it's uh, yeah, uh, we're just playing that. We're playing that out. Right. Y'all are gonna get sick of it. Yeah, no, no, it's good. <laughs> For people that have made this transition with you, past, present, future clients, is there anything that they would have to do new? to be able to, to stay connected with you. Everything's just going to kind of yeah. just seamlessly just yep. transfer. Okay. Yeah. But, but um, again, we are fired up. We're thinking on a different level. We're going deep with the people that have said yes to us. We're going deep to the people that are currently working with us. We're going to, we're going to be pouring so much of our time, energy and capital into going deep into the current relationships we have. We have 600 people served. In, in the last five years. I mean, from 2017 until this year, we've done phenomenal work and the community has shown up and said yes to us. And really, if we just leverage that, we don't need no more. We, I, what I can do, what I can, what I can provide value for now is all the new stuff that's coming in with the, with the level that I'm on is I can show the people coming in behind me that have hitched their trailer to my cart, how I did it. And they can do it the same way. They can build their business in the exact same way that I did. Um, so essentially we could have a lot of real ownership Right. You, you have somebody that you mentor up under you. Yep. And I do, I have one coming. Her name's Allie McAlpine. And uh, I know uh, she went to, is she from this area? No, she's from DC. She's DC, okay. Yeah. I thought, no, 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 I'm not being funny. Uh, I thought it was a girl that does real estate in Charlotte that um, you were going to put me in contact with at one point, And I thought she might've been coming back. Yeah, I mean, up this so, so here, here's the awesome thing is I've got so many connections in these, in the Charlotte area, right. in the Roanoke area. Yeah. Like I don't really dive over into Roanoke in a big way. You know, I do a couple of deals over there just cause of crossover, but there's all kinds of Roanoke agents. There's all kinds of Whitville agents and, and people just outside of my main market here that should be looking into this as, you know, you know, the forecast says that 250K real estate people are going to be getting out of this business in the next 24 months. Like, Time to strike, my brother. Let's go. So re really, I mean, the, 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 the thing is shuttering hard and the broker model is going to be looked at as too expensive when these, these mediocre producers to mid-level producers are going to start to get real about their careers, their life, you know, like, look, bro, if I can do this, pretty much anybody can. Like, I mean, I know I'm kind of downplaying what I've, what I've got, but I'm just naive and I believe in myself. I, I That's just, what you need. I, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I get in and I stay in probably when it isn't practical and, and I believe in myself to know that I'm going to make it work. And then, and then that's what happens. It works. Right. Man, this is awesome. I'm uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. Thank you, brother. Doing these things is not easy. Yeah, definitely. Change is not easy. And uh, a lot of people like to stick with, with something that's proven, something that works. But it seems like this is something that you've put a lot of thought into. You're going. The company's going in the direction that you wanted to go to. And you mentioned something right. You're your own boss, bro. To reach that level, boss dolls. Uh, called entrepreneurship. Right. It is. I mean, it's hard, but we all 
strive for that. Yeah. Right. We're all striving to be our own bosses. We're all striving to leave a legacy. We're striving to, uh, you know, produce something. And uh, we're doing it because we do love this area. We love where we're from. We've gone all over the world and we've come back home and and we're going to continue to to do that. And none of us had to be here. I mean, uh, you know, this is a choice I made. Because I wanted to be around my family, I wanted to be around the people that I grew up with. Yeah, you could be in Nova Scotia. I could be in. I could. I could be in Miami. I could be in. I could be in Las Vegas. You know, I could be in. Yeah. I could be in any big market and do that. Las Vegas market is crazy. I could. I could do a third of what I do and just be an individual agent, even here, and just ride out a nice life at like, the, at the table. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could be, I could be uh, golfing. I could be playing poker. I could be taking this little fifty thousand dollar profit, you know, or whatever it is I, I get at the end of the year after I decide what my expenses are, and you know, live a nice life here. I, I bet, but I'm trying to make an impact. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be an example. You know, I'm trying to be a leader. You know, I'm a leader, no matter if it's a leader of just me. You know, one of one. So, but, but I will, I will take it. I'll take the. I'll take that, uh, I don't know what the word is, but I'll, I'll take that role and I'll, uh, I'll try to put my voice out there and make an impact in the world. You know, that's, that's, uh, I guess that's, that's what's in my heart is to, is to leave something that says, oh, well, that's what he was able to accomplish. And now if he can do it, I can do it. Well, it's been real. We should say that, right? It's been real. Hey, let me encourage you. Like when you're ready to wrap it up, man, I got some encouraging words for you. Yeah. Um, We were just getting ready to get into that. I know we're hitting our our mark. Um, Where can people that are going to watch this, we're going to continue to help get this name out there. Uh, All the contact information is still the same for you. Would you like to plug anything right now? New websites, uh, new contact information where people can get in contact with you and your team for real brokerage. Yeah, it's all the same. Um, pretty much the uh, the website, scottwillsell.com. Um, we're at 2401 South Main Street in Blacksburg. I'm all over social media. Uh, Scott Bunn, Facebook. You search me on YouTube. Uh, would love, uh, you know, any attention on TikTok or any of these social media platforms. I'm actually uh, spending a lot of time back on Twitter. Um, you know, now that Elon's kind of taking it over, we're, 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 we're back, we're back oh on Twitter. Gosh. That's a whole nother 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sell so, your Teslas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm just, uh, going where the attention is and, and would love, uh, any, anybody to follow onto my social media platforms would be amazing and, and get, get down there with me on, on that. So, yeah. Are y'all still supporting Kanye? We can have an hour conversation on Kanye. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What he thinks about the werewolf situation. Right, yeah. It, yeah. It, uh, I wanted to say we appreciate you, Scott. We appreciate your dad, Weston, AC, everybody yes, to sir. make these things happen. I love it every time that we're here. I just feel I have this. I, I have a new fire. You talked about a fire, Right. And uh, we all have been putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations to make this happen. But we know the end goal, what we want. You know, uh, Weston likes to do his thing and in his lane. And he's challenged me. I've challenged him. I've challenged AC. So we're all keeping each other. You know, we want we want the best for each other. Uh, 
This has been another great episode of the baddest podcast in the land, Steak and Sauce Podcast. Please continue to support, subscribe, hit those notification buttons for us. We pray that God will continue to give us this creative energy and spirit so we can do this. And uh, we want to open up the floor right quick with Scott uh, before we close out. Bro, I love the fact that you're on here and that you're doing this and, and how he's able to pull people up. And I hope I hope you feel like I'm, I've done that for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you guys can... Um, you know, we mentioned the Kanye thing. Look, we gotta we gotta have influence. We gotta be able to put our word out there. We gotta be able to put our perspective out there. We we want um, we want that. We I think I think you're the right guy to bring topics to the table and talk about it and and put the voice behind whatever the topic is. I think you're the leader in that space. I feel like. Um, just keep doing your thing, bro. Keep, keep, keep believing in yourself. Uh, keep getting on stage as much as possible. Um, stay aware and put your opinions on topics that matter. You know, like, um, whatever your opinion is, we're going to disagree on things fundamentally sometimes. And we have, but, but I, but I, but I want your voice out there. I want you to put your comedy behind it. Um, I think it's important to have somebody like you in this community. I feel like uh, people need to pay attention. They need to support both of us. They need to share our stuff. They need to, they need to believe in us. They need to like, they need to share. They need to comment. They need to do all this stuff. I mean, let's just be real brother. We're nothing online. Like we're nothing and we deserve and are talented enough to be something. Okay. So, so we got to have the people that, love us, support us to show up for us when we have our moment and that needs to spread and we need to be able to be ready to capitalize on these things. So really, um, that's the key. We're going to have our moment. There's going to be opportunity there, but are we ready to capitalize on it when it happens? So, so the next 12 months, that's what you're going to be hearing from me for you is I'm going to be in your ear talking about what's, what's trending, what's happening. Talk about it. And then what are we doing on the back end to monetize, to make this something that you can replace your income that will lead you to the life that you thought that you deserved, that you thought you were capable of, that's going to put you on a Netflix special, that's going to put you in endorsement deals, that's going to put you in everything that everybody else is getting out there with not even as much talent as us. So... There you go, brother. Yeah. Uh, thank thank you, you for that. Um, we're going to be on tour one day. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know? And uh, it, it's it's going to be good. Look, and- the map to success is out there. It's it's digging down into it and figuring out what that means for you. If you want, if you want that roadmap, if you want to steal something from that roadmap and add it to your roadmap, you know, I, I, I R&D – my entire life. And it's not research and development. That's rip off and duplicate. So I'm ripping off and duplicating everything I love in life. Just like yeah. uh, Rick Ross's album, Mastermind, <laughs> right? What did he say? Don't reinvent the wheel. Pick somebody that's successful yeah. and model something after, yeah. you know, after what they've done. <laughs> right. so, you know, exactly. that's, a, that's a mastermind effect. So I, I agree a hundred percent. If you guys have any suggestions, anybody that wants to come onto the show, continue to inbox us. 
We'd love to have you on here. Scott, we're going to have you back again. We want to check in with you how, you know, uh, going into this new year. I know you got some things mapped out, how that's going to look for you. Uh, you got some agents. I think I met one of them the other night at uh, my show, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, so we got big things coming. Dad. Uh, we got a whole nother episode planned for you coming up pretty uh, soon. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, we have Watch a, out. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, uh, you know, good girls go to heaven, bad girls go everywhere. everywhere. All right? <laughs> so that's what we say. So thank you, guys. Until the next time, y'all be blessed.